Hallelujah. No matter what we are going through, God is still worthy. No matter what we face, He's still on the throne. Amen. He's still highly exalted, and His name is greater than every name out there. Amen. So we know who to go to and what name to call. Amen. Thank the Lord Jesus for all that He has done for us. Where would we be without Him? We wouldn't be meeting here today, would we? But we are here, amen, and we want to give him praise. Amen. So good to see everyone here today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Kids, kids church can be dismissed if they haven't already escaped. Amen. They don't wait. Amen. And so as we're standing, we go to the word of the Lord today, the book of Luke, the fifth chapter. So reading verse 17, kind of right in the middle. It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea, Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Behold, men brought in a bed with, uh, in a bed a man which was taken with palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and lay him before him when they could not find by what way. They might bring him in because of the multitude. They went upon the housetop, and they led him down through the tiling with his couch in the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. The scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their hearts, he answering said unto them, What ye reason in your hearts, whether is it easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk, that they may know that the Son of Man hath the power on earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and he took upon that whereon lay, and departed his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and glorified God, and they were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Amen. Seeing strange things is not a bad thing, is it? When it comes to Jesus Christ, amen, we want to see those miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. And anything is possible in the presence of Almighty God here today. Amen. And so I want to preach to you today from this title, amen, the making of a moment. The making of a moment, and you may be seated today. Amen. Our text kind of started out right in the middle of the chapter of Luke, but if you were to go back a little bit and read in our uh, text, you would find out that in this moment in time, Jesus was in the early parts of his ministry. He was just getting going. Uh, he hadn't been out uh, for the full three and a half years or so, just getting started. He had been baptized, and he went into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And after resisting that temptation, he came out in the wilderness, as the Bible says, in the power of of the Spirit. Amen. And if that's any way to walk, we want to walk in the power of the Spirit. We don't want to be walking by the flesh, but we want to be walking in the Spirit and in the power of the Spirit. And thus he began 
to go around teaching in the synagogues. And he had preached his first sermon in his hometown, but that didn't really go over too well because they weren't able to see him as this teacher, this uh, this uh, rabbi, they weren't able to see him as the son of God. They were only able to see him as the son of Joseph, which it all depends on your perspective on Jesus. How you see him can limit uh, what, what he can do for you. If you just see him as a, just another man, then he has no power for you. But if you can see Jesus as the son of the living God, that all the Godhead of the rest in him, amen, he has all power, amen. And so if you can see Jesus as there is one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in us all, because we know there's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, and one God who sits on the throne, his name is Jesus. If you see Jesus as God, guess what? All of a sudden, now all of a sudden your opportunities are everywhere. Amen. You have a whole lot more choices because God is there in your midst and not just some other man. Amen. I want to see Jesus for who he really is, and that is the creator, that he can speak things into this world. Amen. He can open doors that I cannot open. Why? Because I see him as God himself. And when you see Jesus as God, the sky is the limit of the possibilities that can happen. But if you just see him as the son of Joseph, well, you're not really going to listen to his message, are you? So Jesus left there and he went into other cities teaching and healing the sick and doing miracles. With all these things happening, Jesus' fame began to spread. And just before our text that we read, uh, Luke tells us that he healed a man of leprosy. And his fame began to, sp to spread even more. Uh, healing somebody of leprosy was very uh, uncommon. I don't know if it ever really happened before. There was guidelines in the law of Moses that would happen if should thing, uh, such a thing should happen. But here Jesus actually does it and now his fame begins to grow. And um, even though Jesus kind of was just beginning his ministry, I don't think that the man with leprosy really cared how long Jesus had been doing ministry. I don't think he had cared that if he had just walked out and it, that was the first guy he prayed for. The man with leprosy did not care. We don't have any scripture telling us that, uh, that Jesus healed the man with leprosy before this man came running to him. But he might have, we just don't know. But this man might have been that first man healed with leprosy. Even if he was, I don't think that he cared uh, how young Jesus was or how long he had been preaching or teaching or, or it doesn't matter to him. He had heard of the stories of Jesus healing other people, and he wanted to be one of them. It's great hearing about the testimonies and the power of Almighty God, but hey, I don't want those to be so distant stories. I want to experience those things in my life as well. It's great that God heals other people, but yeah, I want God to heal me. I want God to deliver me. I want God to set me free, and if you want that, he can do that for you as well. Can I tell you today that it doesn't matter if Jesus was a rookie 
or he had been performing the miraculous for years. The only thing that matters is, is that you go to Jesus Christ and that you find him out. That's the only thing that matters. You need to get a hold of him in your life and you need to find out where he is and seek him out and grab a hold and stay close to Jesus. Uh, that's the only thing that really matters. If you find your way into his presence somehow, you can fall at his feet. It doesn't matter if this is the first time here or if you've been walking with Jesus Christ for 40 years. What's important today is that we are in the presence of Almighty God, that we are all in the same boat today, that we all have a chance today. We all have a moment to fall at his feet and to worship him. And I don't want to let that moment pass me by without giving my all and pouring out my heart to him today. See, the people in our text heard the good news that Jesus was going to be in their town. And can you imagine the hype, the excitement, and the buildup, and the faith, and the expectation that people already had just to know that Jesus was going to be in their town? Uh, I'm here to tell you today that we know that Jesus shows up here in our services. Amen. And as long as we come with an expectation, hey, Jesus is coming today. Jesus is going to be here today. If we're coming expecting the miraculous, guess what? The miraculous can happen. Why? Because Jesus is here, and it doesn't matter what it is, he can meet our needs here today. And so you can hear about all the stories that you want and read about them and verse by verse and, and, and dive into them. But until you have an encounter with Jesus, they're all just stories, aren't they? They're all just stories. They're impersonal. Even though they maybe uh, happen to somebody that you know, if it hasn't directly happened to you, it's, it's impersonal. It, it, it doesn't feel the same, but when you feel the presence of Almighty God for the first time, or you feel Him begin to move amongst you, you know that, hey, He is here, and anything is possible, that we need to make the best of this moment, uh, because we know that God can do anything, and I just don't want to be the person that always hears about about other things, but I want to be somebody right in the middle of it all. I want to be somebody right there when I can see it, and I can witness it, and I can feel the power and the healing virtue flow through my body or flow through somebody else, and I can feel and witness the power of God. That's where I want to be. Man, we all have come here from different places, neighborhoods, and towns, and just to hear the word of the God, word of the Lord today, just like those people did in those days where they were all gathering together. Why? Because Jesus was coming and they wanted to hear what he had to say. In Luke 5, 17, it came to pass on a certain day that as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Just because he's there... Uh, the power of God is there. But they came from towns near and far because of what they had heard about Jesus, and they wanted to see him for themselves. That's a good thing that they're showing up. That's, that's half the battle there, just making it to, to be where uh, Jesus is. It's great to see such a crowd gather together to see Jesus, but at the same time, it's sad to see or to think about that people come to see Jesus for different reasons. As much as we 
think and hope that everyone's here to worship him and to pour out themselves and to leave here a new creature and uh, refill with the Holy Ghost and, and, and all these things. People come for different reasons. While it's great to see people come to receive something from him, many people come just to watch. They come to study him. They, they have no intentions of really getting involved. They don't want to get too close to him because it's something just might happen in there. They want to stay in their comfort zone, but they, they want to be there, but they don't want to be too close. They want to hear him uh, put together a well-oiled uh, and well-polished teaching and sermon. And uh, some may become uh, to be entertained. Instead of engaging, they come to be watcher, watchers instead of worshipers. And what happened is, is, is they miss out on an opportunity. Why? Because we're told that the power of the Lord was present there to heal them. It was present there to heal them. It does, God's power is not, uh, he's not selfish with his power, with his healing per power. If somebody wants to be healed, uh, they can easily be healed. And we're told the power of God was there to heal them, uh, but we only see it really kind of happening to one person. And they missed out an opportunity because the power of, of God was there to heal, and they're just there to watch. I guess that all the people were good, that their lives were perfect and they had no ailments or hurts or pains and uh, no, no situations that they needed to cry out to God for. There was no one who needed anything. As the, the healing virtue of God was flowing all around them, they're all just looking there and saying, well, I'm okay, I'm good, I don't need anything. Who would pass up the opportunity to be touched by Jesus Christ? Well, there are a lot of people there that day. Apparently, all of these people were content just to be in his presence. That I, I'm fine where I'm at in, in, my, in my seat, in my place. I, I know that I'm in, in his presence and I, I can feel his spirit moving around me and that's enough for me. That's what I came for, just to feel a little brush of angel wings and it's okay, God, you can go, you can touch that person and you can have a pour out your spirit on them uh, and you can heal that person. I'm okay where I'm at. I'm feeling good that I'm just here. I'm happy just being here. And people will walk out have, having only to be in his presence and nothing more. Can I tell you that there is more to just being in his presence. That God has more to offer than just a few goosebumps. All you got to do is just to let him touch you and you'll walk out of here different today because the power of the Lord is here to heal somebody and I don't want it, the, the opportunity to pass by. I don't want to become a spectator on the sidelines and just watching. I, I just don't want to come here the preacher preach, but I, I want to get plugged into the Holy Ghost today. I want to get plugged into the spirit of the living God. It doesn't matter how good or bad the sermon is. I came to get a hold of Jesus Christ today. I didn't come to watch or listen, but I came to be a part of what God is doing, and I need him in my life. And so while the healing power was there, Many of them just came to show up and do just to be seen and just to see Jesus. You see, the issue is, is that the spectators can block the access to Jesus for those who are in need. 
If you're not flowing in the spirit, then guess what? You're working against the spirit. That it has to move around you in order to reach somebody instead of flowing through you. And that is what these people became. They became obstacles this day because they, they weren't interested in what God was doing. They were there just to, just to be seen. In verse 18, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before the Lord. Here's this man crippled in the bed, and he can't get out. And, and this guy and his friends, they actually want to get as close to Jesus as possible, but there's no way in. There's no way to get in. And and in verse 19, when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, the people standing there, they went upon the housetop and they led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst of Jesus Christ. They decide, hey, we're going to make a moment here. There's a moment and we got to make it happen. I mean, they're not getting out of our way, but hey, I got to get to Jesus Christ. I got to push through. I got to break down some barriers, push through some strongholds and pull them down. If I got to get a hold of Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to make my moment today. I don't care what anyone else is doing or saying. I got to get a hold of Jesus. See, there was a multitude of apparently perfect people. And here come these four guys carrying their paralyzed friend. And they're coming for the power of God. They are coming for a specific reason. Why? Because the power of God is there to heal. And they need a healing. And so, hey, if there's a healing service, guess what? I'm going to be there first, and I'm going to make my way. Why? Because I have a need. While everyone else came just to watch. And the bystanders ended up blocking the front door, and they became the obstacle to the man who really needed a touch from God. Some will attempt to get to Jesus, but will be turned away by the resistance. They, 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 they tried, they pushed a little bit, and they tried to go to get to him, but it was, he was blocked. And so, oh, I guess I, guess I can't do it. And some, some sadly may go away. Uh, only those who are desperate enough will go through as many obstacles as it takes to get a hold of Jesus Christ. You try to go to him and you don't feel him there, hey, try another way. Try another direction. I'm going to go try this way. I'm going to go around the backside. If I have to, I'll climb up on the roof and climb down from the roof. Why? Because I know he's in there. I know the power of God is there to heal, and I need a healing. I need a touch. And so I'm not going to let something hold me back. I'm not going to let a little bump in the road take me away and become an obstacle for me to reach in my miracle. People are desperate enough, they will seek the face of God and not let anything else hinder them from getting what they need. See, the woman with the issue of blood, she should not have received her miracle. Because the people were crowded around Jesus and, and all she wanted to do was just to touch the hem of his garment. And there were so many people just, just there standing, taking up space and, and not really uh, desperate enough, not really having any need. But here this needy woman is, is all just wanted to reach out and touch him. And as he passed by, she could have uh, looked at the crowd and said, wow, there's no way I'll be able to reach him. There's no way that I'll be able to to grab a hold of them. There's too many people. 
but she was determined in her life and her mind. She saw an opportunity, and she was not going to let the miracle pass her by. And so what did she do? She fought her way. She climbed her way. She got down on the ground and started crawling through the, through the people's feet and saying, hey, I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way. i got to make a moment here because I have an opportunity, and I don't want to let that moment pass me by, so i got to make something happen. So she saw the opportunity, and she wasn't going to let it pass her by and push through all the barriers of people, making her way through the, all the distractions, not listening to the naysayers or negative people. She fought her way to Jesus and finally broke through and touched the hem. And, and the Bible says that virtue left Jesus and went down and healed that woman, all because she wouldn't allow some obstacle to keep her from getting her miracle. There are too many people that can identify with a woman. Maybe you've been dealing with something for far too long. That you've tried everything that you know to do. And the moment approaches them and, and they see Jesus walking by. But they also see the crowds of people surrounding him. And they say to themselves, there's no way. There's no way he can reach me. There's no way. There's too many people, too many obstacles. And, and if they never take that first step towards Jesus, they never make that first move, that step of faith towards their miracle. And then what happens is that door of opportunity closes with their chance to touch him. But if you missed your moment last week, I'm glad that you're back today. Because Jesus is here today. Amen. Whatever it is that you need in your life, don't let another day go by. Don't let another service skip you by. Amen. If you need something in your life, you get a hold of Jesus Christ today. It doesn't matter what people say or think about you. You get a hold of what you need today. Like the woman with the issue of blood, these four guys saw the multitudes blocking the way. But they were desperate. Their friend needed to be touched by Jesus. And so instead of giving up, I mean, if there's ever time to give up, you're carrying a guy in a bed and there's a multitude of people. It's, it was easier for the woman with the issue of blood just to crawl on the ground and, and, and skedaddle through the floor to touch Jesus. But you're carrying a bed uh, with a man in it and four guys. I mean, that takes up a lot of space. Uh, and, and so... Uh, instead of giving up, instead of saying maybe next time, they decided, hey, we'll just climb up on the roof and tear apart this roof. Not my house. I'll just rip it open. We can easily destroy other people's property, don't we? You need help? I'm here to help. Hey, what are you doing to my roof? Hey, my friend needs help. Don't worry about it. So they climb up on the roof and they tear the roof apart because they know that Jesus was there and they were knowing that they were determined they're going to get to him no matter what. And so can I tell you today that no matter how many obstacles there may be here today or how many obstacles there are in your life or how many things you've passed through, if you're hungry enough, there is a way to reach Jesus Christ. If you're thirsty enough, there is a way to find him. If you're desperate and hurting enough, you're not going to settle for a mediocre service. You're going to push through because you need to get a hold of Jesus Christ and you're not going to be satisfied with just a touch, no, you need more from him today. See, there was another man who was paralyzed, 
possibly with the same disease as this man was, but his situation was a little bit different. John chapter 5, it says, Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, and withered, and waiting for the movement of the waters. For an angel went down at a certain season of the pool and troubled the waters. Whosoever then was first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had the infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been uh, now a long time in that case. And he said to them, wilt thou be made whole? And the impotent man answered him, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to, to put me in the pool. But I am coming Another step within before me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was a Sabbath. And this man was healed possibly of the same disease as this other guy was uh, by the same man, Jesus Christ. And, and it says he had the infirmity for at least 38 years. 38 years of not having a breakthrough. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the, the sadness and, and depression and doubt and unbelief of 38 years of, of being there without a breakthrough? And yet every day he was so close to the water, so close to a breakthrough, but yet so far away. He was at the pool whenever it was open. And the hair on the back of his neck would stand up as he felt the brush of the angel's wings. And he could hear the waters starting to be troubled and so close. And he could almost reach out and grab it. But at the end of the day, he went home the same. He was close. And he, he kind of felt the presence. But yet he felt the presence for 38 years. It was still the same condition he was. So just showing up is not always going to be the best for you. Uh, I, I, I want to feel his presence, and I, I want to be there by the troubling of the waters, but I, I, I want to make sure that I get in the waters, that I, I, I get buried with him in the waters of baptism, that I, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues, because uh, it's not, sometimes it's not, close, it's not good enough just to be close. Albert Hubbard said, the line between failure and success is so fine that we are often on the line and we don't even know it. Sometimes we're so close to a breakthrough and we don't even realize it. Sometimes we're just right there standing on the line. How many times are we, are we reaching out, getting ready to make a move into the waters, but something kind of stops us? A distraction pops up. Or, or how many times have we told ourselves that, that we're going to go to the altar today and, and we're going to pour all of our heart out because uh, we've been feeling that conviction and drawing and, and leading of the Spirit and, and we're tired of dealing with all these problems. And how many times have we told God that I'm done with this and I, I'm ready to be set free and delivered. And, and just before we make our move, a voice speaks up and says, look at all these people here. What are they going to think about you crying at the altar? You haven't really gone to the altar in a while, so they're going to know that you're down there for a reason. 
well, why, why don't you just do it next week? It's been good that you've been here and you, you felt the power and the presence, but uh, why don't you come back next week for, for, for a deeper move of God? And uh, The angels will, will be back next week to stir the waters, and, and, and next time is going to be your time, and next week will be your time to do it. And, and what happens is, is week after week passes, and pretty soon, 38 years, and you still feel the presence of God, but you really haven't changed. Standing on the edge of your breakthrough every day or every service, close enough to hear the splash of, of somebody else in the pool and, and the screams of, of deliverance of somebody else and the, the joyous dancing of somebody else who got a miracle and got delivered and got healed and received their healing, but you're, you're there, but you've never really experienced it like they're experiencing it close enough to feel the drops of water from the pool splash on you but never actually really getting in well I'm here to tell you that Jesus is still here today he is still here today, and you can get what you need from him. Don't worry about the people that are around you. If they're bystanders or not, you just say, hey, I got to find Jesus. I got to make a moment with him, and I got to grab a hold of him. You've been carried here today, and you may, you may have to go through the route, but if you can leave here differently, if you grab a hold of Jesus Christ today. Musicians, if you would come. Luke 5 and 20, as the, the men, the four men, the four friends were lowering their friend down in the middle of the living room there that day. Luke 5 and 20 says, when he, when Jesus saw their faith, there is plural, there's, that's not singular, that he's not talking about the man in the bed. When he saw their faith. He said unto the man in the bed, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. It's interesting to see Jesus' reaction here. He is teaching inside a house, and you know everyone heard these guys starting to tear away the roof. I mean, you, you, hear, uh, you hear a mouse squeak, and, and you hear a cricket chirp, and all of a sudden everyone's attention turns, or somebody's phone goes off, and everyone in the room is looking over there. Uh, can you imagine what kind of sound it would be if somebody's ripping the roof off? Literally ripping the roof off? I mean, they, they, it's not like the guy dropped in uh, unsuspectedly like a, 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 a spy out of nowhere. But they, they knew he was coming. And, and when they finally ripped the hole big enough for to drop this man in, they lowered him right in front of Jesus. But what really moved Jesus was not this paralyzed man laying on his bed. I mean... He, he didn't really do much. He's just along for the ride so far. What really moved Jesus was this man's friends. It was the, his friends. How far they were willing to go for their friend and what they were willing to do. And when Jesus saw their faith, not his faith. When they saw their faith, uh, they, 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 Jesus was moved and healed the man. The faith of this man's friends brought his healing and deliverance. 
We don't know how much faith that man had. All we know is that Jesus saw their faith and said, hey, I see enough faith here that I can perform a miracle. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so there has to be some faith in the arena if God is going to perform a miracle. It doesn't matter if it's your faith or your faith or all of our faith. All Jesus says, hey, I need some faith. Can somebody lend up some faith so I can touch and heal? this person. Amen. I believe God is here today and he wants to touch somebody's somebody's life today and you may not be you may not be full of faith here today. If you stand with me. You may not be full of faith. You may be in the valley of the shadow of death of your life. You may be going through the hardest time of your life. You may be feeling like you're all alone and you're, you're, you're destitute and there's no one there for you. And, and, and you may be low, low, low on your faith. But I'm here to tell you, Jesus doesn't need your faith today. I believe there's other people here that can release their faith today. There's more faith here today for God to do something in your life. And don't worry about your faith. We have enough faith to release in his place for God to do something today. There are people here today that have been releasing their faith since early this morning. Coming early to pray for the service today. Coming early to bind together for a, for a move of God today. There are people that have been praying for healing today. People that are praying for a deliverance today. People are praying to be, for God to show up and do something because in His presence anything is possible. There are those who believe in the power of the name of Jesus. We believe in the precious blood of the Lamb. We believe that whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. I believe that God can do something here today. Do you? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? If two or three agree on anything, as touching anything, they shall ask. It shall be done for them. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I'm here and he's in the midst of us today. But now the question is, are you willing to step out and say, yes, Lord, it's me. I need something today. Are you willing just to make a step and say, God, I, I don't know uh, uh, how much faith I have, God, but I know there's faith in this place today. I'm here to tell you that's, that this service can be somebody's breakthrough today. This is going to be a service that, that can push somebody over that threshold with God and say, God, I got a hold of you today like I never have before. That somebody may have been struggling day after day, fighting the same fight and facing that same giant every day. I'm here to tell you today we're going to walk out in victory. Today we're going to go forward. Why? Because the power of God is here to heal and to deliver and to set free. And so if you need anything in your life today, why don't you come and step out? Why don't you come and step forward and say, God, you know what I need. God, maybe maybe you have a pain in your body that you need a healing. Today is a good day to step out and say, God, I give it to you. Maybe you're going through a hardship in your family. Why don't you bring those cares and those wants to Jesus today? Come on, we're going to release our faith and praise and worship. And anything is possible here today. Let's begin to cry out to him today. Come on, begin to seek his face today. Now, if you feel like giving up, just step out today and let God have a hold of you.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Anything is possible today. Hallelujah. Let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's begin to exalt him. Let's begin to thank him for what he's going to do here today. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, for healing today. We thank you, Lord, for deliverance today. We thank you, Lord, for, for strengthening us today and encouraging our soul today. Come on. Let's sing. Let's worship Promise the Lord together. Keeper, light in the darkness. What is it that God, you need from God today? There are people here, but don't worry about them. You just close your eyes and lift your hands to the Lord. Let your faith keeper, be released in this place. In Hallelujah. In the name of God, Jesus. Find every unclean spirit that is contrary to the work of the Lord today. Find every spirit of unbelief and doubt and fear in the name of Jesus. Release faith in here. That healing signs and wonders what happens today. Anything that's possible today. Oh, release your faith. Begin to pray for somebody. Hallelujah. Maybe God wants to use you. to pray with, find somebody to bind together with today. I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, you are here. And you're turning, turning lives around. I worship you.
Let's give him praise. Let's worship him. Let's thank him, Jesus. Hallelujah for what you've done, what you're doing, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I know we talk about him. We talk about him as being the way maker. Sometimes we got to be the way maker. Sometimes we got to tear through that, that barrier. Sometimes we got to cast out those devils and pull down the strongholds in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because we want to get a hold of him, don't we? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give him some praise. Let's worship him. We thank you, Jesus. You are worthy. You are worthy. You are worthy. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in our lives. Continue to go forth ahead of us, Jesus, paving the way. Hallelujah, Jesus. 